just because of that stuff, the answer is not to drop out. And the answer is not to not go entirely. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Mentors Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Wetrick. Here on this show, we talk to luminaries from around the world to discuss their journey towards success and what wisdom they have to offer the younger generation. Each episode, we have on a new guest, a new story, and a new path towards personal success. I hope you're ready, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Today, we have on Jordan Paris. Jordan is a 22-year-old author, podcast host, web developer, and former college athlete. Jordan's podcast, Growth Mindset University, is ranked sixth in Apple's self-improvement category, third in the training category, fifth in the how-to category, and in education, one of Apple's most competitive categories, the show was ranked at 15th. On Growth Mindset University, he interviews young up-and-comers and the most successful people on earth, like James Altucher, Mark Manson, and Navin Jain. Jordan also founded the WordPress Rocketeer, where he focuses on developing engaging websites to launch his clients' dreams to infinity and beyond. Now, he and his team have shifted their focus for doing marketing for serious podcasters. Jordan's approach to life and business is simple yet powerful. Don't make a living, design a life. With his creator's mentality, Jordan has been able to produce outstanding results for himself and challenge others to rise above the circumstances, break the mold of society, and take control of their lives. Without further ado, Jordan Paris. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Today we have on Jordan Paris. Jordan, thank you so much for being on. It is my distinct pleasure to be with my buddy, Ava. I'm, oh my uh, I'm really, I'm really happy that you asked me to be on. I am too. I, you know, after I, I just had an interesting like revelation a couple, like a week or two ago, and I was like, why have I not talked to all my friends? <laughs> <laughs> why have I not interviewed all my friends? So I just really wanted to come on and take the time to say thank you because you're such a big influence on my podcasting journey, and to have you on and ask you some interesting questions and have some great dialogue because we just got done talking about. Well, we caught up a lot on life. I know. Like we that. were just catching up for like 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoyed that. So again, a question that I always ask my guests in the beginning is, what's your origin story? You know, where were you and how did you get to where you are today? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was just a normal high school kid that, you know, I, I had one friend throughout high school. His name was Peter. I had no more, no less friends than that. And uh, I was left to fend for myself because I never had a class or lunch with him. So I was, I was solo dolo and it was a really tough experience, you know, like depressed a little bit, like a lot of high school kids, you know, my, my story is not anything out of the ordinary as far as, you know, high school goes, but you know, that's where I started. I had this high school job and, and I actually just posted a, mm, I posted about today. I found a picture from February 25th, 2014, me with my Justin Bieber hair in my black uh, pants and black button-down shirt, uh, tucked in, um, ready to go to work as a busser at Firebirds Wood Fire Grill, and <laughs> and, uh, and that was my first real job. I mean, I had a you know camp counselor job before that, but it was like, you know, you make two hundred dollars for an, a, a summer, so like one hundred twenty hours of work. Like I, you know, I get like two hundred bucks. You know, it was like it was like child labor. It's like slave labor. It's it kind of sketchy actually. It's probably. A, Probably, it's probably super, super illegal. Um, but, and I was like, yeah, I was like 15 too. Yeah. So, uh, 
anyway, yeah, I had this job and, you know, realized, uh, I mean, I was a good employee. Like I, uh, I cleaned the drains even when I wasn't asked. I, um, I did everything I was told to do, like clean piss off the floor in the bathrooms. Um, cause the, the, the urinals had a really weird design where they're literally like on the, like in the ground. So like, you know, there's pee everywhere. And so I, 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 I have a lot of experience cleaning that up in case anyone wants to hire me for that. And I have, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, I was pretty quick with busting the tables. So I was a good employee, worked my way up to server when I turned 18, then I could become a server. And, uh, after two years though, I, I said, never again, never will I ever work for anyone again. I just knew I wouldn't be happy. And there's no hierarchy here of, you know, um, you know, working for yourself is better. Like I'm holier than thou, you know, like that's not, I just, it, it's like, whatever you want, go do it. Just know why you want it though. And I wanted to work for myself because I knew that was going to be, make, be, be a much more fulfilling path for me. And so I started, uh, I started, um, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do and, you know, had some time, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, cause there was a couple of months when I wasn't working, um, before high school ended. So I had, you know, I was still on my parents' time, like, you know, I had the freedom to like, just do nothing. Right. And, uh, I wanted to be a personal trainer. So I reached out to a celebrity personal trainer in Los Angeles, got on the phone with him and pretty much interviewed him for 60 minutes and then asked him if I could work for him for free that summer. And, and fast forward, I mean, he's one of my best friends now, Steve Jordan, even though he's twice my age. And, uh, and I learned everything. I learned the ropes of, you know, this guy's trained Jordan Belfort, who actually like was just listening to on a podcast before I got on here. And, uh, uh, you know, Toby McGuire, Ariana Huffington, Brad Paisley, I, I could name, I could name drop all day. He's trained him. And, uh, so I learned the ropes. I learned everything from, like even the little things like brand consistency. If you're going to charge $200 per hour, Ava, you can't walk in with a Dasani water bottle. <laughs> like you have to have a, it's gotta be at least a Fiji water bottle, like everything. And you can't wear gym shorts and a, and a gym shirt. Like it's gotta be Lululemon pants and like a Lululemon shirt. you like almost like business casual, but for like world-class personal trainers, you know? So, so I learned all that and I became a trainer myself with in-home clients the way he had. And I was, um, so I had in-home clients and was making my own money for the first time and, you know, $60 for hour, per hour as a freshman in, in college was like really cool. Like I, I, I was very happy with myself considering everyone else at this age is making $10 per hour. So if that, you know, so I really thought that that's what it was going to be for me. And I was going to, you know, build this big YouTube presence and sell online programs. And, uh, you know, I, at, at its peak, I had 72 online clients, but it was single one-off payments for the most part. So like I made, made money and then it was, and then it was it and I didn't have any recurring. So it was just a really poor business model. And, um, and then I, I was like, ah, I don't really want, I want to get better than this. You know, I'm working for myself, but I want to stop trading like time for money directly here. Um, I don't really want to, I don't want to do this. Um, and so my career, like, and my career evolved, you know, what I liked changed and evolved. And I don't know. I just like, I just wrote some, I just wrote some books and started a podcast and, and with no real plan and, but things evolved from there. And, uh, now I got the 
the marketing and production agency for podcasters. So that's what I do. I help podcasters all day. And right now I'm building out this awesome coaching program that uh, is pretty much going to be like success to significance for high level executives. You know, they've been there, done that, you know, they've made the money, but nobody really knows them. And so I'm building, building out some stuff for that right now. And I got, I got people helping me with that. And, and I'm looking forward to that next endeavor while keeping, you know, everything else going on. You know, it's just, this is just an addition. This is not like replacing anything. Um, so yeah, you really, you got me going with that, with the origin story there. I just gave, I just gave you like a lot. <laughs> no, no, that's fantastic. I legitimately have had some guests come on and like Dove Baron literally started it off. He's like, yeah, like I found out my mom's vagina a couple years back and I'll tell you from up there. Like, <laughs> like he gave me his whole life story and I thought it was phenomenal. So no, and I, and I love things like that. You know, you've been on a really interesting journey that I've gotten to watch over the years. Um, especially in terms of like just college. Cause you know, uh, you're in your senior year now and that's fantastic. I think you're graduating in May. Yeah. Yeah. May 4th. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So in those, mm, when it comes to college and you were already making really good money as a freshman, you know, what drew you towards college? What were some positives that you found? What were some negatives that you found? And uh, you know, after almost four years, you're about to leave soon. What are some of the biggest takeaways? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went because I didn't have options like yeah. like Jeremy Miller, we know, has, had options coming out of high school, you know, and he really didn't have to go to college and he didn't and it's going pretty well. So um, I didn't have that. I didn't have anything going on. So it was like and, and I was, you know, the parent, uh, the, the son of, uh, you know, a doctor and a nurse and and and, you know, many health professional doctors in my family and, and lawyers and it was expected. It was a given that I, you know, that I'd be going to college. Like I, there really wasn't uh, an option. So I, you know, I went and um, you know, I started realizing as time went on towards the end of freshman year, going into sophomore year, um, I was like, uh, yeah, you know, I don't think I really need this uh, entirely. You know, I don't know that this is that I, that, that I'm sh- pretty sure if I dropped out right now, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure I'd be all right. <laughs> and uh and i said that to my friend too in the car one day and uh patrick and he's like yeah you know what you might be right and from there, <laughs> and from there yeah. i was like i was like you know what i said grades are illusions and this is sophomore year and i, I had a 3.61 at that point and uh as soon as i said grades were illusions as soon as i realized that my you know i went down to like 2.8 you know real quick and that. <laughs> oh i could have yeah i could imagine <laughs> and, and but 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 my life the way from 3.6 to 2.8 the way my life changed uh in in that time period is just like my life exploded into change in the best possible way started studying less socializing more studying less writing more studying less reading more of what I want to read and send instead of from a textbook, I put the, put the way Seth Godin puts it in his Ted talk, stop stealing dreams. When you want to, when someone wants to learn about baseball, they don't go to the bookstore and say, Oh, do you have the latest gripping textbook? Do you have one of those textbooks? No, no one does that. Number one. And number two, they also, you know what else they don't do? Let me memorize the top 50 players according to batting average in order nobody does it but that but that's that's the, that's the way we learn in school that if if that's how we learned baseball 
if that's how baseball was like taught, everyone would, you know, we, people would hate baseball. Like, it, <laughs> so it's no wonder like the morale of students and, and my peers around me is just really, really low. Like people don't understand why the heck they're here. Why, what, why they're doing this. And, uh, and I was very much that way, but at the same time, there's so much to get out of the college experience. And this is what, you know, this is sort of the, without spoiling too much of it, you know, the premise of my, my talk, my Ted talk coming up in March is, um, you know, college, despite its obvious shortcomings, um, there's still a heck of a lot to get out of it. And it's up to us, you know, taking personal responsibility, um, to make the most out of it just because we pay for it doesn't mean it's going to show up. So, you know, and, and it's, it's about knowing your ROI as I was, I was talking with your, with your father the other week about, about that. And that's something that, that we've both been talking about for a long time, knowing your ROI. I mean, I big, big advocate for putting a basic financial plan down on paper instead of aimlessly picking a major and aimlessly taking out tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans, uh, with, with again, no aim. Like, let's think, let's think, you know, if I pick this, this major, what kind of job can I get with that major? And how much money am I going to be making in that job? What's the average starting salary and how does it progress over time? Let's compare that with what I'm going to be paying in tuition. Am I going to be paying tuition or are my parents going to be helping me? How much am I going to need to take out student loans? If so, how much? And how long am I going to be paying back those student loans? Like, let's, 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 it doesn't, it, it probably involves about an hour on like one night, you know, one weeknight, an hour, just to like, just before college to like figure this stuff out, sit down, figure it out, do some estimates um, and think about this before going into it. But that's not happening. And you see, we have 1.65 trillion dollars in student loan debt, 42.5 million Americans owe an average of 38,000. $887. What are the implications of this? Well, it's really hard to buy a home as a young person and have children when you owe, when you have that kind of debt. And, and that's just, this is, this is just student loan debt. This is not like credit card. This is not like everything, you know? Um, and what more implications of it are, we're coming up on this decade, a massive, a massive shortage of, uh, of doctors because, the average, you know, coming out of medical school, the average student loan debt is $196,000. Like, it's really intimidating. It, like, I wouldn't want to be, become a, I, I, you'd have to kill me. I don't know. I'm not doing that. <laughs> it used, well, it used to come to the point where you could, it was outweighed, right? Because my mom is a nurse practitioner, like nurse practitioner. She's in the field. And it used to be where you could get out of that debt because you can make so much money where it, you know, it makes sense because over Doctors, time yeah. you'd be okay. But like, it's, it's so, it's so scary because with the increase of medical help that a lot of people need in the U S and the shortage of doctors that we're about to experience, no, that we are already experiencing nurses and doctors, both like, and, and it's all, and a lot of it has to do with debt. A lot of it has to do with debt. It's so scary. It's so intimidating that people just can't take the time to learn because uh, they can't yeah. afford it and the debt just accumulates and it's too much like the yeah. fact that we can't get out of it in the american system is awful yeah oh yeah they can't declare bankruptcy on it so it, like like kids are lining up outside the uh, to to get student loans 
you know, like it's like it's Halloween. I got this picture. I got this picture that I'm including in my talk with it's me as a freaking six year old with like all my neighbors. I don't know who took this picture, but I'm little. I'm like first in line and we're all there's like a line of kids outside this door. And that's literally that's how what I feel. It is. no question. It's, it's like, you know, we say trick or treat and, and the, this student loan debt, it's a trick. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're aimless about it, if you don't, if you're not intentional about it, it's a real trick, but it doesn't have to be. And the answer, you know, is, you know, just because the, the tuition's up 1100% in the past since 1978 and, um, food and healthcare are only up 400 and 600% respectively in that same time period, just because of that stuff, the answer is not to drop out. And the answer is not to not go entirely there. I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd be lying if I said, um, you know, the past four years of my life, we're not life changing in part, not wholly, but in part because of this environment of a college campus. Absolutely. And you know, that's something I really want to dig into because I'm at the very beginning of that, yeah. of experiencing it. It's very exciting. And you know, how, how do you, how is you, how have you as an individual found yourself out of that matrix? Because I can look around and I see, can also see college seniors doing the dumb things that they did as a freshman or going out and living aimlessly and unintentionally and just drifting throughout life. Or you can make it whatever you want to make it, really embrace who you are, go through a lot of personal growth and change and come out a better person. Um, what were those stepping stones that you took to find that personal discovery and to have those amazing four years? Yeah, well, I, I, I think it was just the, I, the, the, the blessing of that realization that grades were illusions and that the, it's really, it's just a number on a screen. Like, I don't actually, I don't actually care, but the quest for an A there has to be a higher purpose to it. It goes back to knowing what you want and why you want it. There's got to be a higher purpose other than just getting the A. If you know that getting that A is going to get you into medical school, that's going to propel you to your dream of becoming a doctor and saving lives, then get that A because you're going to need it to get into medical school and you're going to need it to for that higher purpose of yours. If you're intention is to become an entrepreneur, then study less and socialize more. Study less, experience more, go do things. And it doesn't mean getting sloshed at the bar every weekend. <laughs> you know, I, like I, I had my hands full. I was, uh, as a, at your age, I was literally right now, I was a, a freshman. Um, I was uh, as president of my residence hall. So, so, right. That was a lot of fun. I was, I essentially like, I don't know. I just came in with like, my biggest thing was like putting on events and then ha and then having people vote on it and and then having them figure it out all the details and then, but I would I don't know I would just like had these ideas for events and then um and I was in athletics and I was in an um oh yeah I was in a fraternity so I had I had friends from every sphere of campus every every angle you know it that covers like like uh, like I had the Greek life I had the athletics like I was friends with the basketball players, which, you know, as a high school loser months prior, it was really cool. And, uh, <laughs> and, and watching them on TV months prior, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool, like in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're not good anymore, but um, <laughs> when, I, when I was, when I was cheering, they were really good. 
and they would make the tournament. The well, but um, yeah. correlation causation. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I left, they start do, started doing bad. But <laughs> the other the other correlation there is that the the, the coach uh, the longtime coach had left, and that I, I think that's why. And then everyone like transferred. But 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 it was then again it was probably me leaving. Um, yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. <laughs> but like, no, yeah, knowing knowing what you want. And why you want it, uh, you know, and the reason grades are illusions, you know, there, there's this study out there. It's really easy to find. Just look up valedictorians aren't successful. And you'll see that there is a study done, 81 valedictorians and salutatorians. So first and second in their class were followed for 14 years upon graduation. And 90% of them are working now in, in you know, professional careers. 40% of them are near the top of their field, Right. So like they're high performers in their industry, but none of them, none, zero ended up doing anything spectacular. They're never the world changers. They're, they're very middling, very average almost. And why is this? Because school and, and this, well, this isn't even like, you know, this is true outside of those 81 people too, because grades are only loosely correlated loosely at best correlated with intelligence. And so, so, so why, why, why are valedictorians very middling? Well, it's because schools reward conformity, obedience, doing what you're told, pleasing teachers, getting the grade might not mean, you know, the, the correct thing. It might just mean agreeing with your teacher's political bias in a lot of cases too. For example, like, um, you know, sociology classes and gender studies classes where 17.6 of those 17.6% of those professors self-identify as Marxist. And I had, I've had those, I've had, I've had the Marxist professors and I don't mean, and I have, yes. And I've had, and I got to write these essays and, and I gotta, I gotta BS it. And I, and, and, and to get the grade, you know, I remember doing that many times. So it's not always, so grades are not always are, uh, they're just not an accurate reflection of, of intelligence. They're just not. And so know what you want, why you want it, the quest for an A, you know, I think it's worth questioning, you know, why do you want that A? And ironically, the answer to that question is not being graded. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I love how you brought up the Marxist professors. I have found myself in a fun situation where <laughs> I have a professor who is an anarchist and he said it the first day, he's like, I think I'm an anarchist. I think the world should burn and I don't believe in God. And so I was like, wow, <laughs> this is going to be a really fun class. So if I also think the world should burn, yeah. maybe I'll get an A in the class. Do you mind sharing what class it is, what the subject uh, is? Yeah, economics. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I know. So and he was like, it's all about the study of choice. So we're just going to study how people choose things, but also I, I don't care. So we were <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> we're like, this is okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> so it's super, it was, it's, it's been a super, super interesting dynamic to watch. And I'm, I'm so excited for my audience to kind of learn these things from you and pick up these things from you. Cause again, an A doesn't matter. People have been telling me in college that like they don't even look at your GPA after you get a, you know, that slip of paper after you get that degree. Sure. A lot. Of, and, and yes. And I've heard that too. You know, a lot of my friends are like, I, you know, that, you know, because I've I had a lot of older friends, number mm -hmm. one and number two, now I'm old. So I have a lot of these friends applying to jobs <laughs> and getting jobs and, and no, everyone tells me my GPA was not even considered or looked at. 
Now, I will say, I saw yesterday, I saw it, that 67% of employers check grades, GPA. I don't know how true it is. I can't even tell you the source. That's just what I think I saw. And I was like, ah, it might be true, you know? Um, so again, knowing what you want, why you want it. And, and you know, you might be, it, it might matter. GPA might matter depending on the field uh, of interest. It might, but I think in all likelihood, probably won't. Especially with, you know, your your father talks about the gig economy and, you know, how we're, how we're really shifting to that, um, in a, in a large way. Um, you know, like I forget the numbers, like 40 to 50% is like, I, I have, I have no idea. He can speak to that, but, <laughs> but I <laughs> oh, think I like it's, just, it's just mattering less and less. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's a really, it's a really interesting time we found ourselves in life. Uh, a lot of young people are shifting from college to doing it on their own or dropping out. And again, we have friends like that too, who have, who have never gone to college or maybe they dropped out their sophomore, junior year and they decided to go on their own route. However, I don't know how obtainable that is for the majority of the youth population. Keyword majority, yes. Yeah. What like if there was an opportunity or a circumstance, maybe it'd be made up in your mind, like, hey, this is the perfect scenario, um, or there's actually an obtainable source. What are some alternatives the majority of young people can take on where they can get a great experience work-wise as like self-development wise without having to spend like tens of thousands of dollars at a university. Yeah. I mean, I love the apprenticeship model, mm -hmm. right? Like I was, you know, I was working under that trainer and I learned the ropes and I learned the business model. And, and even at one point, if I want, if I wanted it, he was going to give me the studio granted, you know, like I'd have to, I'd have to chip in a little on like the equipment because, you know, he spent, you know, a lot of money on the equipment in there. Um, it's depreciated a little bit, so it wouldn't be like a ton of money for me. But um, yeah, at one point I was like, I, I was like, that's my destiny. You know, years ago, I thought. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know. I created that opportunity for myself at 18 years old. Like I was going to I was going to like inherit this this great studio. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm a big fan of the apprenticeship model. Um and uh, I, I, God, I hate to keep bringing up Don, but like, yeah, I'll I just, be fine. I, 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 I really, <laughs> he's a mentor to you I, and a mentor to me. Come on, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know he's a, I know he's a big fan of the apprenticeship model as well, and we've talked about it on on my podcast. You know, go, go figure out like who's doing what you're doing, who, who's doing what you want to do, and reach out to a, a bunch of people that are doing exactly what you want to do, and. And go ask to work for them, you know, or, or better yet, better yet, like tell, cause I, you know, I was just, so I went out for the first time in two years. I went out to, so like, yeah, I mean, I go out, but like I went out to like the college bar for the first time in two years on Wednesday. I had over a span of five hours, three drinks. So I wasn't drunk and, but I was there and, uh, you know, I was talking with someone and, you know, someone that I was, you know, an old, she's an old teammate of, of mine on the cheer team and she um she's like adamant all night about like you know being an intern for me and she's like i don't even want to like i don't even want pay you know I, i'll be a free intern and i'm like all right hit me up tomorrow like like show me your for real and um she she actually did end up hitting me up yesterday and um and she's 
serious about it and she just wants to learn the ropes and um but i'm not even like i'm not a fan of free internships um because i want to because i just know inevitably she's going to get sick of it and flame out if it's a free internship like it's just it's just not going to work if you know yourself that like working for free for an extended period of time like you're going to be okay and you're not going to be like ah screw this then by all means like offer it for free but um, I don't know. I'm a big believer in like slightly paid internships. You know, it doesn't have to be a ton of money, but at least a little bit. And then also this person, uh, the reason I bring up the story is that um, she just wants to work for me for free. She didn't tell me what she wants to do. I, I now, so it's become this homework assignment of figuring out what she can do for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, I, I and I still right now have this homework assignment on my hands. I told her I would get back to her today. <laughs> so, so, so the bottom line is, reach out to that person and tell them something specific that you can do. Yeah, to bring value to you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, speaking of that, that networking. Um, you know, you brought up having my dad on your podcast, or probably vice versa. Um. No, he hasn't. He hasn't had me. I've had him on mine twice. That's what. Yeah. Oh goodness. <laughs> I, know, I I honestly like my dad and I. College has been interesting. It's a little difficult to catch up sometimes. Mm. Like he'll be like, "Oh, I didn't tell you that the new thing that I'm doing now," and I'm like, "No." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I started it a month ago." And I was like, "Oh." Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's always interesting to stay in connection with him to see what, what he's always up to. But in terms of that podcasting, you have. Um, been able to build this phenomenal podcast, you know, very Thanks. well, pub- of course, yeah, well, you know, very well published, you know, you're really well revered. Uh, and I think it's fantastic. But uh, one question that I probably am going to assume you get asked a good amount is that uh-huh. it is so difficult to even find an email sometimes. Uh-huh. How, how have you have you how have you um, developed that networking skill? How have you reached out to people? And how have you been able to climb the um, metaphorical ladder to obtain some fantastic guests with some amazing value. I'm a wizard with this stuff. Emails my game. I was like, so oh. I, was doing, <laughs> I was doing, I was doing one of our monthly professional podcaster calls, you know, which is, you know, the highest tier uh, of our marketing agency uh, for podcasters. And, you know, every month you get 30 minutes with me. So, and we were going over uh, how we're going to reach out to Grant Cardone for for his podcast and and i'm just like i'm having the time of my life writing the email i was like i was like smiling and like laughing and and like like yeah just like i i was having so much fun he's looking at me like i'm crazy (laughs) (laughs) and uh so i just get a I just get a kick out of that you know um like i'll even i i just have a very specific way of you know with the, the template it's a very personalized template um you know, i'm like hey grant you know next line i know um i'm sure you're really i what is it i know you're really busy oh, gosh what is it i'm gonna go to my email right now ava but before so how do you get the email though that's so i'll i'll talk about that while i find this email uh hunter.io are you familiar with the tool Okay, so hunter.io is a tool where I just, I'm going to go to grantcardone.com and whom you know I had on my podcast a little while ago, by the way. And, but I, you know, the re, 
I'm not making the introduction for my client. Number one, because to be very transparent, the relationship with me and Grant isn't really there the way it is with a lot of my podcast guests. Um, and I want to teach him how to fish himself. I, you know, it's no, it doesn't really benefit him long term if I just like give it to him. So I go to grantcardone.com and hunter.io instead of .com, it's .io. It's a Chrome plugin. And I just hit this little uh, red thing, this red icon in my browser now that I have it downloaded. And it, ha it pops up with every single email at grantcardone.com. So like Kelvin at grantcardone.com, events at grantcardone.com. And then, oh, grant at grantcardone.com. Great. There it is. Jared at grantcardone.com. I know who that is. Um, <laughs> and then, and so if I can't, now some websites, that that's either not their email, they don't have any emails associated with the website with that domain name, or they have some really, uh, they have some blocker that allows, that, that prevents them from being detected. Oh, okay. And for that, I use a tool called Rocket Reach. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Rocket Reach is real. I've had amazing success with it. Um, I, uh, I just go to, I, I type in someone's name and most famous public figures will pop up. Like I, um, I recently used Rocket Reach for Cal Fussman. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, just me as an interviewer and me loving interviewing um, and that being a craft I'm constantly working on. Um, he's one of the inter interviewers I most admire. He's old school. You know, he was, um, you know, he, uh, he did interviews for Esquire magazine back a while ago and, um, you know, inter interviewed like, Mikhail Gorbachev, like almost 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, like has interviewed everyone, you know, like all the world leaders and, and Kobe Bryant. I was just listening to, I was, I've been listening to all, it's a shame, you know, I've been listening to all Kobe interviews this week. It's been like, like that's the only, until today when I was listening to Jordan Belfort, um, I've been getting through just all old Kobe interviews that I'd listened to before, but I was just listening to him again. Um, but yeah, I looked up Cal Fussman on Rocket Reach and just typed his name in and and bam, came some emails and it tells you like there's an icon next to it, like with, you know, we're a hundred percent sure that this is a, this is a verified email. And then there's like 80% sure. And then so and then there's like I love when it comes up with like at you know, when a Gmail one comes up, it's like his personal, personal email. Um and so I found that and we're going to, we're looking to, he's working on a book project right now, but we're going to look to doing it in the summer. And I just found him on rocket reach. So, uh, and applied my template to that, which brings me to that. Hey Grant, I'm sure you received quite the abundance of emails. So this will be quick. A few years ago, I heard you say millionaire is the new middle class and it has stuck in my head ever since. I believe this is a fact. And so, so, so the reason there, I'm just saying something specific that I enjoy or something specific that stuck out to me about the person and their work. Not just saying, Ava, love your work. Cause we get that all the time. Ava, we see like, like what about it? Do you love <laughs> Like if you really question <laughs> them? They won't know what to say. Well, your first thing is like, it's probably automatic. Yeah. It's just like usually automatic responses or you're like, Oh, you're not really here for that. So when you get specific, it's true. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
showing them that you've really been impacted by their work, but not gloating either, not like gushing, right? I, I did like two sentences. Um, now, so I'll do like one to f- one to three or one to four sentences there, uh, something specific. Uh, next line, I'm 22 years old and have interviewed James Altucher, Dan Millman, Mark Manson, Dan Locke, uh, Naveen Jain, Gretchen Rubin, Jordan Harbinger, on and on, uh, and others. I'd love to add you to this mix and create something special. You know, showing him that he can, you know, I mean, it's it, everyone wants to be associated with those people. My show, Growth Mindset University, is all about learning the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't to help people succeed in this progressive new age of business. And the honor would be entirely mine to host you as a means for continued promotion of your newest project. I don't like that I said newest project there. Usually I say something like, what I should have said is Cardone Capital, because that's his big thing right now. Um, I should have inserted, you know, it's pretty much insert latest book or new podcast or project here. Um, Do you want to propose a few dates and times or would it be easier to secure the spot really quickly on our calendar? Again, totally get how busy you are. So even a short reply would be great. Cheers to Manufacturing Amazing, Jordan. And I ask, you know, is it is it easy? You know, would you rather, did you want to propose a few dates and times or is it easier to um, go ahead and secure the spot really quickly on our calendar? That's a double binding question. It's not like a yes or no question. It's, it's a double binding question where both outcomes, it gives him the illusion of choice power the illusion of power he's got he controls it he's got the control gives him the illusion of choice when in reality both outcomes are just favorable to me Uh, oh my gosh so like for the difference art and negotiation yeah 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 yeah. good book good book yeah Yeah, yeah. calibrated questions are really important like oh calibrated questions that was it yeah 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 refreshing my memory i read i read that two years ago yeah yeah i i think that's that's a mix of my learning you know with calibrated questions with um what's his name chris voss in that book and then Chase Hughes wrote this book, The Ellipsis Manual, Analysis and Engineering of Human Behavior. And he in there goes over these double binding questions. So it's been like, it's a combination of like two there. That, I need to read. I interviewed yeah. Chase Hughes, but I haven't read it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love him. He had me uh, talk oh, to his son not so long I ago. Do, you know, okay. I do remember um, seeing that a long time ago that you you did interview him. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's super, he's super, super cool. But that's amazing. Like, you know, thank you for sharing that template that gives and rocket reach and I never even have heard of. So that's probably a super, super helpful tool uh, for you and to everyone else that uses it to find those emails and get that outreach. Very helpful. Do you find yourself using rocket reach more often or do you go through people? Because what I've noticed is that when you navigate around through people, through connections and networks, um, by being really friendly, that also has its own sort of benefit. Oh, like people introducing you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've been so many of the guests that you see on my guest list, um, I've been introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a point where it was really 50 to 60% me being introduced um, in the middle part of 2019, like I was just like, I had so much social capital built up evidently that I was getting these introductions sometimes without even asking. You know, I wake up with a, 
with an introduction to Dan Locke in my inbox one morning. I remember like this Monday morning, like, you know, it was great. I was like, yeah, I'll have, and they're like asking to have him on my podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have him. Oh yeah, sure. It's whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and it was someone, yeah, I knew that facilitated that introduction. And, um, but where was it going with that? Oh yeah. So, but now for some reason or another, I've been very self-sufficient. Like, yeah. Um, you know, someone I'm interviewing Monday, Dan Shawbell, I was introduced to him. But other than that, right now, it's been a lot of me. I think Jordan had some really great lessons and unique perspectives on going to college, especially his message, working for a higher purpose. If you want more information on Jordan's ideas on college, you can find the expansion article, Intentionality with Your College Experience, Money, Meaning, and the Alternative, in the bio below. Stay tuned for next episode, which comes out tomorrow. We'll be discussing more on his podcast, reading, and some good old-fashioned Robert Greene.